0: Chapter 9 of David Ransom's Watch by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 9 on Good Ground. It was a little bit of a house, four-roomed indeed, though the owner thereof, when he counted his wealth, had a confusing way of enumerating. There's the sitting room and dining room and bake-room, and kitchen, and the parlor, and library, and two sleepin'-rooms. What more do two people want in the way of room? Margaret says sometimes that we'd ought to have a music room, but I tell her that when we get an instrument we'll be time enough to tack another room on. There was always a pleasant twinkle in his kindly eyes when he talked of his own affairs, and people who came to know him well learned to enjoy his little whimsicalities as heartily as they enjoyed everything else that had to do with him they understood that the parlor and library and sitting-room meant one cheery home-like room with a generous fireplace in it and that the other enumerations could be shrunken in the same way in plain language the house was a four-roomed cabin set under the shadow of a great chestnut tree that was the special pride and joy of the owners the little weather-beaten weather-stained house had never yet reached a season so prosperous that it had taken on a long-promised coat of paint yet every year it was cheerfully prophesied next fall i guess we can paint but the weather stains were nowhere visible for loving mother nature helped by a loving woman's fingers had so skillfully intertwined the vines that grew and clambered all over the house that one thought only of their beauty in the good-sized cheerful sitting-room of this little prairie home toward the closing of a winter's day sat three people the host and hostess and their pastor as they delighted to call the tall broad-shouldered man who had spent spring and summer and part of the winter in the little village adjoining the farm he had come to them in search of health after a prostrating illness not expecting to do any preaching for a long time to come but as the farmer gleefully put it we've got climate here if we haven't anything else we sell our climate at so much a cubic inch and throw the land in and the minister couldn't stay sick in it no how he had to go to preaching to keep himself ballasted his hearty infectious laugh that punctuated most of his sentences rang out and the minister joined in it grateful for renewed health and for the providence that had given him such friends during his invalidism as david and margaret Ransom, he was well now and must very soon leave them and he counted as privileges to be treasured in his memory those evenings spent in their cheerful sitting-room yes david Ransom was saying as he carefully lifted his left leg and crossed it over the right one while he gazed reflectively into the fire, "'Yes, I own that I have what you may call a kind of hankering after a watch. I always had it, and always looked forward to owning one. As far back as I can remember anything, I can remember Father's big silver watch. It was an uncommonly good one, even for those days when they used to make things better than they do now, and it kept time like the sun.' the neighbors used to have their little joke at father about it uncle david someone would call out they always called him uncle david not that we had relations in these parts but he was that kind of a man you know friendly and neighborly uncle david someone would say of a cloudy day how is it that you didn't have the sunrise this morning we're sort of depending on you and we haven't seen him today then father would give one of his big friendly laughs and say oh he's all right rose on time just as usual the reason you didn't see him was because you were looking at the clouds it wasn't easy to get ahead of father and he wasn't one who looked much at clouds though he had plenty of them in his life david Ransom's tone had already become reflective and there was a quiet little sigh heaved because of the clouds in his father's life.' "'And the watch was to be yours some day, was it?' asked the minister, who scented a story in the distance and wanted it. He had the keen interest in David Ransom's stories, which belongs to a student of human nature. "'Oh, yes,' said David. "'That it was. I'll leave it in my will, Davy, that you are to have the watch,' father would say.' and then he'd laugh, because it didn't seem likely to him that he would ever have anything that would need a will. He was a rich man, father was, but he hadn't the kind of riches that you can will to others, more's the pity. He never made any will, not on paper, but it was well enough understood that the watch was to be mine when he got through with it. He spoke of it the night before he died, took it for granted, you know, that it was mine, it was hanging up near his bed so that he could tell the time, and I was fixing things for the night. We had no kind of notion that he was worse than he had been, and he says to me, David, says he, don't forget to wind your watch. That'll be your work after this. I've got done with it. There was silence in the room for several minutes. It was now nearly twenty years since David Ransom's father went away, yet there was a quality in his son's voice and a look in his face when he spoke of that last night which made the minister sit in respectful sympathetic quiet his father too had gone away and he understood better than some so there was a time when you had a watch he said at last in an insinuating tone i suppose it wore out as watches will oh no said david ransome quickly i don't think it could have worn out it was a well-made watch father used to think it would be good for a hundred years i hope it is going all right you see i let ben have it lent it to him you know ben needed a watch a good deal more than i did of course he was going away from home and i was right here where the old clock is As he spoke, he glanced up cheerfully at the quaint old family heirloom, a moon-faced clock in a wooden case. The minister knew that it had long ceased to be relied upon for time, but they all maintained a respectful silence about that. Ben meant to send it back to me after a few years, as soon as he got able to buy one. But he hasn't yet, and I think maybe he can't it costs a good deal to live more than ben understood he was only a boy when he set out for himself and there was a good many lessons he had to learn i can't help hoping that the old watch is doing him good service yet he knows i'd want him to keep it as long as he needed it where is your brother mr ransom at this question the rugged face shadowed i wish i could tell you he said gravely that is our trouble, mother's and mine. You see, he was so much younger than we that it kind of seems to us as though he was our boy, wandering around the world all by himself. It is more than five years since we heard a word from him. Oh, a good deal more than five years. Ben never was any hand to write letters, but at first he used to write two or three times a year. He had pretty hard plowing, I'm afraid though he didn't exactly complain when he wrote. But if he had been doing well, we think we should have heard from him oftener. And anyhow, he would have sent back the watch, you know. He promised to do that. The minister did not feel fully convinced of the soundness of this logic, but he kept silence. It seemed a pity to have to confess, in the presence of a man like David Ransom, to one's belief that there were men in the world who had no regard for promises the shadow still rested on the good man's face and his naturally cheerful voice grew sad i can't seem to feel right about poor ben he was nothing but a baby you see when i was a grown man and after father died i ought to have kept an eye on him i meant to we meant to act exactly as though he was our son instead of our brother didn't we, mother? But he wouldn't stay with us. He never took to farming, and he had been so kind of unhappy and restless, like a fish out of water, for a year or so before father died, that I thought maybe it would do him good to get out and have a little brush with the world. I thought he'd come back, and so I didn't urge him to stay with us as much as I might. Still, mother had a talk with him about it, and i thought if she couldn't coax him to stay there wasn't much use in trying i've been sorry though a hundred times especially since we haven't heard anything from him seems to me i might have done something more at this point mrs Ransom spoke for the first time without staying her swift flying needle i'm sure david i don't see what more you could have done i don't think you have any call to reproach yourself you helped him as well as you knew how and gave him every cent of money you had oh no said david ransom quickly i didn't give it to him he just took it for his share of the farm i know said mrs ransom but i mean you couldn't have done any more for him then except to let him have his share in money and you haven't any reason to feel bad over it, as I can see. Husband and wife exchanged swift glances of understanding, which on her part could have been translated into, I never meant to tell that it took every cent of money you had earned and saved up, and that there has never been a day since that we could have sold this poor little farm for half that amount. And on his part, no, I know you don't mean to tell, Ben thought that was the best way, and maybe it was. Anyhow, we've lived through it, and whatever trouble we had because of it, we will always keep to ourselves. The minister, who had heard from outsiders something about the headstrong boy, who had refused to be directed or even advised by his older brother, determined to turn the current of thought into a different channel. So you are really going to have a watch now for the first time, Mr. Ransom? The kindly blue eyes traveled back from some unknown region, and the shadow lifted a little. David Ransom spoke briskly, Yes, Pastor, I am at last. You see, a watch kind of took the form of a parting gift from father, and that is the reason I have wanted one very particularly, though I do need it, of course, now that I have to go to town so much i mean to get it as much like the other one as i can big you know and bright of course and i hope i can get a good loud ticker father's watch was a great ticker some nights i had to put it out in this room and shut the bedroom door because he'd take a notion that it disturbed him but most of the time he liked its company they don't make as big watches as they used to do they pastor i've always wanted a big one and I meant to call it Father's Present, and have it to hand down to my child, same as he did, if Providence ever gave us a child. I've been hanging on to that plan a good many years. Do you suppose I can get a big one now?' "'Oh, I think so. They are a trifle old-fashioned, as you say, but none the worse for that. In fact, I think you can get one more reasonably on that account.' "'I wish I were able to go with you to-morrow and help you select one. "'You wouldn't like to wait until next week, I suppose?' "'Mr. Ransom stirred in his chair a little uneasily, "'and looked over at his wife, who shook her head. "'Then they both laughed. "'You see, Pastor,' said the husband, "'I guess we are getting a little childish over this thing, mother and me. "'It has been going on for so many years,' that mother, I believe, is getting a bit superstitious. If you don't get started this time, says she, I don't believe you ever will. Now, David, don't you let anything short of a cyclone or the smallpox hinder you from getting off tomorrow morning. The minister laughed almost as heartily as his host could do. Then don't you be coaxed out of it, he said. I couldn't do you the least good in the world, and it isn't wise to wait. I might not be able to go next week even, but I am very much interested in that watch. May I call and get a good look at it tomorrow night? What was the matter with your other starts? What stopped you? Or didn't you ever get so far as to have a day set? David Ransom let both feet rest on the floor, placed his great hands on his knees, and rocked back and forth in glee. My eyes, he said, day set more than a dozen times if i was a writer i could make a big book about the days i had planned to go for that watch of mine some of em would make good stories too i mean some of the things that happened about that time you remember the foreign man mother mrs Ransom glanced up from the patch she was setting on her husband's much worn shirt and nodded sympathetically a foreign man quoted the minister Who was he, and what could he have to do with your watch? He had lots to do with it. He was a traveling preacher. Well, that is, I mean, he was a missionary from foreign parts. But he was traveling about just then, telling people what was needed and raising money for it. My eyes, Pastor, if you could have heard some of his stories. You remember that one, mother, about the little baby girl tossed out to die? thrown away like a dog or a cat oh worse than that there's lots of people who will take good care of cats and dogs and i don't like to see them ill-treated myself but a baby oh my that pretty nearly killed mother and me we used to lie awake nights and talk it over and i took to dreaming about them we hitched up and drove to town that evening to hear him talk it was a rainy evening too and just a few people there, but he talked all the same. And when that story came about the little girl baby six or seven months old, why, I looked at mother and she looked at me, and I nodded and she said, just as plain as though she had spoken it right out in words, there goes the watch money. I knew you would give it, interposed Mrs. Ransom, in a tone of one well satisfied to predict such things of her husband. "'Why, of course,' said David Ransom cheerfully. "'There wasn't anything else for us to do. Father was always interested in foreign missions. He took a missionary paper, or kind of a book it was, that came once a month, and I used to think he learned everything in it by heart. He was a well-informed man, Father was, but there wasn't any subject that interested him more than foreign missions. I suppose I have heard him say fifty times, if I have once, that folks in this country knew all about the gospel, or if they didn't, it was because they didn't want to know, but that in foreign lands it was different, that there were hundreds and thousands of folks there who had never even heard of Jesus Christ. Seems dreadful, doesn't it? And the worst thing about it is that it is so yet after all these years. My eyes doesn't seem as though we ought to stand that. Well, as far back as I can remember anything, I can remember the money being laid aside in a box for foreign mission Sunday. That was the way I was brought up. And father kept on with it after we came out west and had hard years and dreadful little money. He always had something to give to missions. Of course, my wife and I began in the same way. Even if we hadn't wanted to give for ourselves, we couldn't have gone back on father and mother. We had given our regular for that year, and our might of a thank-offering at New Year's besides. But we couldn't stand that baby. I was going to town the very next week, you remember, Margaret? And we had eleven dollars tied up in a stocking-foot that we had been saving for well we won't say for how long ever since the last time to get the watch but margaret put it all into a nutshell on the way home says she if the lord had given us a dear little girl baby we'd have loved it and worked for it yes and died for it rather than have it come to harm and i think we ought to give some kind of a thank-offering because we have hearts made of flesh and blood instead of such hearts as that poor baby's folks must have. Wasn't that a telling way to put it, Pastor? I wouldn't have thought of it in a hundred years. But I can say amen to Mother's thoughts. Those eleven dollars started for India before the week was out, and we've never been sorry, have we, Mother? It is curious, Pastor, how you ain't sorry hardly ever about what you give. I've laid awake nights over things that I've had and lost, and over things that I wanted and couldn't get, but I never lost a wink of sleep over what I had given. End of chapter 9